Hey, everyone. This is Jared Woodard, and uh, I've been playing for about, oh, 16 years now. I'm not counting volunteering uh, for the league and stuff, but uh, I'm the second vice president, the public relations director, and I'm playing for the Indy Thunder. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Adam Rodenbeck. I play for the Indy Thunder. I've been playing beatball now for 16 years, and I'm currently a board member. My name is Darnell Booker. Uh, I represent the Indy Thunder. I'm the general manager, head coach, also vice president of our board of directors that we have here in Indianapolis at, at the Indy Thunder. Been involved in beatball, like I said, since 1985. This is the beat. Beatball equals everybody plays the podcast with the mission to build up the adapted form of America's favorite pastime. Baseball for the blind and visually impaired. Beep baseball. In community as the National Beep Baseball Association, we redefine disability through the empowerment of inclusive adapted sports, incredible volunteers, tax-deductible donations, and all-time classic sportsmanship. On the web at nbba.org, National Beat Baseball Association, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Follow our story. Join the team. Enjoy the beat. Beatball equals everybody plays. Let's play some ball, guys. Yo, yo. What's up, everyone? You're listening to The Beep. This is a podcast with a mission to engage the membership of the National Beep Baseball Association and to share the stories of those who compete, support, and motivate the adapted form of baseball for the blind and visually impaired. I'm Richie Flores, self-proclaimed the big noise of beatball, and I'm proud to have been a member of the National Beep Baseball Association since 2006. As a player, I wore three different jerseys in my career thus far. Nine years with the Austin Blackhawks, fortunate to win a championship with them in 2014. I had a cup of coffee with the Lone Star Roadrunners of Fort Worth, Texas. And for the last five years, I've helped to build up the San Antonio Jets. In 2015, I was elected and served on the board of directors for three years where uh, I was able to help Organize and establish the first ever all-female annual game at the World Series. Host a beatball exhibition at the National Federation of the Blind Convention. And I help promote and collaborate to help organize Cinco de Mayo tournament in San Antonio, Texas. This sport means so much to me. It has challenged and rewarded my fitness. It has empowered and shaped my leadership skills. And it's my privilege to now serve on the Public Relations Committee to put together a podcast that will emphasize others who feel the same way I do. No other place to start but at the top of the mountain with our current and four-time champions, the Indianapolis Thunder, the Indy Thunder. You heard them introduce themselves at the top of the pod, but I got to converse with the head coach, pitcher, and one of their team captains recently. Adam, Jared, Book, you guys there? Ready to get this rolling? What's up, man? There I am, my man. How you doing, buddy? Super cool, y'all. So the leadoff, 
question or the first at bat, if you will, for the beep is explaining the sport to people. Indy Thunder has a great board of directors, coaching system, volunteers, and players. I understand it takes time to develop, you know, an awesome roster. But if you had the song, let's say, take me out to the ball game, you know, that's probably about one minute in length to describe beatball to someone new. Adam, what would that sound like coming from you? I usually describe it as uh lead off with its uh, modified version of baseball and you know I, so it's a modified version of baseball um, with a ball that beeps and that's where we get the name beep ball from uh, and I usually kind of explain it so that people can understand that it's it's sort of a coach pitch where the sighted pitcher is throwing it to you and I don't know <laughs> thinking about it maybe that is not the best way to describe it but I think it helps people understand that aspect of it and then the, the two bases. The two bases are one of the big differentiators from an actual baseball game. And the, the goal is to make it to one or the other, depending on which one gets turned on. <laughs> Look at that, man, right? Right on the nose there, Adam. Man, see, that's that's PR right there. Jared, as PR director, let's hear it from you. Uh, the big things that I hammer home is, hey, you know, that it's, it's beat baseball for people who are blind and visually impaired. Uh, the ball's beep. The bases buzz. Uh, there is no second. I pitch to my own team. Me pitching to my own team is is the goal for them to swing in the same spot and me to pitch to that, uh, and that they rely on the cadence. Ready, and then also uh, another big factor, along with no second base, is that there's only six innings instead of nine. There's six defenders instead of nine. Instead of having to catch the ball in the air, that you only have to pick up the ball and have control of it off the ground away from your body before they get to the base to be an out. And if they get to the base before the defense gets control of the ball, then they're safe. But typically that's the spiel that I that I give when I first, somebody's like, hey, what is beat baseball? You know, how does that work? Come on, Jared, do you have to include the away from your body rule, defensive rule in your elevator pitch, seriously? All right, to the left side. That was over to Ricky, wasn't it, Richie? Yeah. They're saying it was against these bodies, what they're saying. I couldn't see from here. I, I had, you know, had my glasses. I had my glasses on. You hear that? Tim Hittner had his glasses on. He saw it. You always have to mention the away from the body, don't you? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that, hey, I don't that, make the rules, Richie. <laughs> that questionable call in the rain. Hey, bro, it was the body. It was against the body. I got the footage to prove it. We had the perfect camera angle. Everybody says two hands, Richie, not two hands and your body. Yeah. No, Adam, and, uh, it wasn't even in his hand. It was like on his forearm against his I, side. I, I, think I, I, think I, was, I think I was laying on it, and then I picked it up, you know, I, but it was still, yeah, I had it clutched for sure. <laughs> but oh my gosh it was that was a that was an intense moment man 
and you're just like, yeah, I love you, man, but, <laughs> but, but no, but no, you, are you telling me that it wasn't on your body? I'm like, no, no, it wasn't, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh my god you gotta include that even in the elevator speech that it has to be away from your body <laughs> yeah. what was me in that championship game last year but onward coach darnell here's a game i could probably win i bet if you had one minute you're gonna need another one to uh chat someone up about you know attending their next indie thunder event huh let's give it a roll darnell What's your beatball elevator pitch? Well, religiously, every single day I'm walking or running into people, I have a donation letter and a brochure on me all times. I have three or four in my pocket and I'm wearing my Indy Thunder hat or sometimes I may have my ring on, one of my rings on. If they're even over at our practice or at our park or at our indoor facility, they're like, what is this? I said, we're a non-for-profit 501c3. The brochure has, you know, our mission statement on there. It tells about our team and it tells about baseball and it has action photos. And they're like, that's pretty cool. And then I explained to them in a nutshell, I said, we play on a soccer field and there's bases on the corner, first and third, and the pitcher is on your team. So I, I, I briefly give the analysis of them, but I also have those two important things on hand whenever I meet somebody. Like today, I was getting my walk in today and somebody stopped me and asked me about what does your hat say who's the indie thunder so i had a brochure and a donation letter i said take look at that read that over i said it's baseball for the blind and visually impaired it's an adaptive sport of baseball and they're like pretty cool and we talk a few minutes about it and then they go on their way and i go on my way that's how i get people hooked <laughs> i got you man sometimes you need that extra minute to level out that hook Thank you, boys. I think that was very interesting and fun. And it's the way we wrote people into the organization. Sometimes it only takes a few minutes and it just takes a little time of explaining the game. And in that regard, with a brochure and a donation letter and a nonprofit status as the NBBA is, I'm glad Booker brought that up. Where else can people find Beat Baseball, Jared? As Public Relations Committee Chair and Second Vice President. You can reach us. We have a, you know, a YouTube channel, National Beat Baseball Association, that has some of our you know, championship games and past broadcast up there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, um, National Beat Baseball Association, or it's even uh, at NBBA76. You can find us on Twitter at, at NBBA. Uh, you can also find us on the web at NBBA.org. Uh, and even just Googling beat baseball, honestly, a lot of what you find when you just Google beat baseball or type in YouTube beat baseball, you're going to find, um, you know, news articles that individual teams have done in their region. And uh, also those news articles are segments that come out from them being at the World Series. Thanks, Jared. Solid job. For this final segment, I'd like to appreciate knowing what beatball means to each of you and by providing you an opportunity to just show some love to those who brought you to the game. Adam Rodenbeck invited me to my first practice. I shared the field with him for about five years until work took him back to Indy where in 2014 
we competed against each other in our first championship Saturday game where I ended up as a member of the Austin Blackhawks winning my first ever title in my beat baseball career. And so Adam, I want to toss the ball over to you. Who brought you into the sport? What keeps you playing? And then we'll move to Jared and close it out with Booker. What beatball means to me, I, I will, it means a lot. So trying to boil it down into something, I, it took me a while to figure it out, but it, the best way that I think I can describe it is freedom. And there's a lot of different sports that I've done, whether it's running track or even later after high school, I did some running, like distance running. And all of those cases, it's running on a wire, running with a guide. There's never really an opportunity to just run on your own. And beatball is that. So whether it's running to the base or for me, it feels even more freeing to be in the field and know that I've got a good handle on where everybody is. Everything is clear out here and I can run all out. It's just, it's amazing. The person who introduced me to it was Wayne Sipson, actually. Um, I moved to Austin in 2003 and started working at the lighthouse there. And Wayne actually was the trainer. So I think it was like, it was probably even the first day we were walking around and he's like, so have you ever played beatball before? I'm like, you know, in high school, maybe a little bit. I kind of know how it works, but it was September, so. It wasn't until the next season that I actually came out to play. And I bet a lot of people have that same story of, of Wayne bringing them in. That's yep. as long as he's been around, I'm sure that he's recruited quite a few. You know, the, the way I found it is it's my family. It's kind of been a family tradition. And so each summer we've, a lot of us have come to the World Series. I mean, as far as even had uncles, cousins, sisters, you know, parents, grandparents. Um, that have been involved with the sport and so it always kind of was a part of my life not so much that I fell into it but that I was always a part of it um, or at least it was a part of me and uh, as far as what it means is kind of that same along that that same line is family you know there's a, a lot of people that I haven't ever played with that um, you know I'm really close with and I look forward to seeing each year and and especially you know team members of the past or team members of the present I, I consider family and and so it really is a, a big family, but also the competitive nature. I mean, you get to compete against other people. Uh, you get to be a part of success with other people. And so um, that's kind of the, the big thing to me is just the, the camaraderie, the, the competition, and really the, the family aspect of it. Jan Trapagan uh, came to graduation at the blind school. I guess she followed me a little bit in school and uh doing sports because i've been in sports ever since i was like eight years old yeah i heard about beatball in 1984 as a 17 year old signing those kids and i'm glad beatball was in the summertime to give me something to do and then uh, i met a lot of players like uh, ron brown and and ron brown is i've been knowing ron brown since 1985 as well and we had a lot of good people on the team like jerry wendell was on the eagles uh, so jan was the general manager and she orchestrated um the team and and Jan and then Jerry pitched for our team. We practiced probably once or twice a week. I guess remember Jan stuffing everybody in her little car, and then we would go practice at a field, and then we would have White Castles afterwards. So I was pretty much hooked after 1985. I appreciate you listening to this episode of the Beep. We'll be back to dive deeper into the moments that make up Adams, Jared's, and Booker's love for this sport 
It's our hope you learned something about beat baseball here and that you're gaining some respect to the family atmosphere and the healthy competition that we represent. Y'all be winners out there. See y'all next time. Thanks for listening to Beat. Beat ball equals everybody plays.